Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-age, double-pot distilled, non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy, round, and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick. Respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Maddie Gladden Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-aged bourbon is double pot distilled and non-chill filtered and has a full-bodied mouthfeel with eucalyptus, molasses, clove, ginger, and slight citrus as well as grains of paradise. The finish is long and reappearing on the back of the tongue with notes of pepper, tobacco leaf, and mint cream. All of our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick, respect the grain, please enjoy responsibly, and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. another podcast of the scotchy bourbon boys we're coming to you on a morning podcast Mm -hmm. and we have a very special guest here kevin holy of uh seldom seen farms uh he is a maker of bourbon barrel aged spirits and we're gonna find out everything we can uh about this uh this product how it's made uh we've uh oh I'm Tiny. This here's Roxy. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we're the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, www.scotchybourbonboys.com. Check us out for all things Scotchy Bourbon Boys online. And then also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Remember, uh, like, listen, subscribe, and uh, leave good comments. And we're also on all the major podcast formats. So uh, t- this morning... We've got breakfast. We're doing breakfast. And uh, Kevin here is going to walk us through. Uh, we've got a nice gluten-free pancake and bacon. And, you know, uh, she prepared the pancakes. I have regular pancakes and bacon. Uh, but uh, when uh, Roxy was preparing the pancakes, she's like, do you think I should make bacon? And I'm like, yeah, bourbon barrel-aged syrup is going to go good on bacon, oh, too. Yeah. So we've oh, got yeah. it all covered. So uh, welcome, Kevin. Uh, great to have you on. Uh, I, thanks for doing this this early in the morning. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell our, we were talking a little bit before, but, uh, uh, mm-hmm. on the, but tell our, uh, listeners 
what you were doing this morning, which was really unique, what you said, <laughs> what, 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 how, you know, what happened and how it happened and everything like that. Go into that a little bit. That was kind of cool. Yeah. So that today is, uh, it, it seems early to be making maple syrup, to be harvesting the maple sap uh, to make the syrup. Usually it's around middle to end of February. But this morning I have, uh, I have sensors, computer sensors in my woods and everything that tell me what's going on, the temperatures and everything. And being so cold last week, we're expecting 40s and 50s temperatures for all this week. Uh, my alarms went off and woke me up at about 5.30 this morning. So our maple season actually is officially starting today um, at about 5, 6 o'clock this morning. It, it warmed up enough. So we're starting to harvest the sap and, and make our syrup that we eventually turn into that bourbon barrel aged syrup you guys are going to sample. So what does that exactly entail? What did you physically have to do once the alarms went off? Is it, you know, is it, I just go into that. I have no idea. You, you <laughs> yeah. So like a lot of people see the old fashioned buckets hanging on trees um, when they, when they collect maple sap, not too many people do that anymore. Now we have a sophisticated kind of tubing system. Uh, we have about 14 miles of tubing that run through our woods. Um, we have two different woods leases up the road, but here on our home property, we have about six miles of this tubing. And if you can imagine looking down over a spider web, that's what our, our, our forest looks like. And it all runs to one central location called the pump house. Um, and then there we pump it to our sugar house. But in that pump house, we have a vacuum pump that helps extract the sap from the trees it, it it removes the air from the from the tubing um not to get too scientific about it or anything but um we're trying to meet the barometric pressure for that day mm-hmm. so like if you're if your barometric pressure is 29 29 we're trying to get up to that 29 and what that does is it helps us like increase the sap yield substantially so it's just basically all runs downhill we remove the remove the sap from the tree early in the spring, and uh, we make our syrup. So usually our syrup season runs till about now until about April first. So we only have between six and eight weeks to do this. That sounds like I want to take a trip to the farm. And yeah, it's, maple syrup. yeah, for sure. He's talking like we're, we're less than an hour away. I know. Probably, I'm like, this so. is close. Why are we not at the yeah, farm? Yeah, for sure. We we do these big open house tours um, the first and second weekend in March, and we have like. 500 people come to the farm and see how we make syrup. We have this year, we're having pancake breakfasts um, showing off like our, our new commercial kind of space we have and our bottling lines that we did this year and, and our sugar house and everything. So it's going to be pretty cool. We have usually, usually have a good turnout and, and oh, people yeah, learn a lot. We'll, That's the main yeah. thing is the education. <laughs> so uh, technically, okay. So I've seen sugar, I mean, syrup made, you need to get an awful lot of sap that you then basically uh, con- what what is it? Um, you condense it evaporate. down, yeah, yep. evaporate the water, which then it's almost like you're doing a, what is it? What do they call it? The kind of sauce that when you're evaporating reduction, yeah, you're reduc- you're reducing the water in right a reduction kind of thing. Yeah, essentially, it takes about fifty to fifty-five gallons of sap. To make one gallon of syrup. So, so if you imagine that fifty-five gallon drum or fifty-three gallon whiskey barrel, that all that sap—if you filled that with sap—you get one gallon of syrup. Right, and then to get <laughs> so so, you need fifty-three barrels of fifty-three gallons, fifty-three barrels of the the sap just to make one 
syrup to, to make enough for one syrup barrel basically is yeah, what you're saying exactly so, yeah exactly it's it's, it's it's incredible amount <laughs> yeah. so so where so when you turn on your pump and you st- it starts mm-hmm. yielding the sap what are you collecting the sap in are you collecting it in 300 gallon you know tanks are you ta- collecting it in 600 gallon and what kind of yield are you getting once you turn that on like in a day <laughs> I mean, I have no, yes. I am like clueless when it comes to this and it's so intriguing to me. Yeah, it's, it's definitely crazy. Like the, I don't know, I, we're like a, we like to punish ourselves somehow with like all this stainless steel and all this tanks that we have to buy. Um, the farmer, I, the farmers are, are resilient in that way. We just like keep going. So like if you come into our sugar house, we have, we have a smaller sugar house, but our tanks are outside and we have. Uh, 7,200 gallons of storage tanks outside. The one is 4,800 and the other one, I forget what it is, 20 some hundred gallons. And we fill that, like we plan everything for like our biggest run days. So we have 1,500 taps, 100 trees here on the property that we harvest from. So that tank, those two tanks are, are enough for like 24 hours of storage. So we can get up to five gallons of sap per tree per day on a good day. So, you know, we're talking six, 7,000 gallons of sap a day is is not out of the question. (laughs) All right. So we we're aware of the bourbon barrel syrup that you're making, Mm -hmm. but what is your percentage of actual? Now you're definitely participating. I I was at your website in Ohio syrup. You're producing mm-hmm. just regular Ohio maple syrup, correct? Mm-hmm. So correct. Are, is, and so what what percentage are you putting into the barrels for aging of what you're making? Is it a one percent, a five percent? I mean, what is and how long is your season? I mean. That's another thing. You, it's starting today is February fifth, correct? If I'm not mistaken, is it the fourth or the fifth? One or okay, fifth, I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. the fifth. So, what is your? Um, I mean, what is the season? How long does that last? Or is it always ongoing? Just when it decides, all of a sudden, it wants to. Or does how does the tree also? How much does a tree yield in a season? So, if you make a half of gallon of finished syrup per tree you're doing really well that's like what we aim for so like our our 5,000 trees if we get 2,500 gallons of syrup that would be a really good season for us okay um out of that we're we're actually we're we have to work with a lot of other local farmers that we purchase their syrup from too um and that's what we turn into our bourbon barrel age we use a lot of our own for that um and we also purchase in some of that. So we're putting more syrup in barrels than we produce. Awesome. If that makes sense. Yeah. So we're, we have to buy it out. We're like, there's a lot of other farmers that just sell 55 gallon barrels of syrup. They sell it just on the bulk market. Kind of like the spirits industry does the same thing. You can buy barrels of whiskey or whatever, and then bottle it under a different brand. We can do that as well. So we buy bulk syrup from our neighbors who, who can't sell as much. And we put that into the bourbon barrels and, and we age that as well. So we, right now, like currently we have between 40 and 50 uh, barrels, whiskey barrels, aging of bourbon barrel aged syrup. Where do you, where do you age? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I just wanted to 
welcome some people that are on so we can say hi to them real quick. There's Stacy. Hello, Stacy and Addie. And Chris says he needs some syrup. And uh, Cor is watching. And uh, Steve and another Chris. So thank you all for popping in on our Facebook Live. And uh, my question was, do you acquire barrels from different distilleries, just from Ohio distilleries? Yeah, so we have partnerships with about 10 different distilleries around the country. Um, we source a lot from um, Kentucky, obviously. most A lot of bourbon comes from Kentucky, as we all know. But we source barrels anywhere we not anywhere we can, but most places have decent sized barrels. We we aim for fifty threes, um, just because of the volume it holds. Uh, they're easier to move. They're they're heavier to move, but they're easier to store, I guess, than a bunch of fifteen or twenty gallon barrels. So, um, yeah, we source them from about ten different distilleries around the country. So if a person wanted to just buy a barrel and fill it with syrup that they buy from a syrup distributor, does this, does it have to be like similar to how you age bourbon in a temperature controlled environment or can it just sit there and age? Yeah. So we do everything in coolers because syrup, if it's not hot packed, like that, that bottle you have in front of you was hot packed at 180 degrees. Once you open it, you got to put it in the refrigerator Okay. That's the same thing as like barrels of syrup. Like you can't just put it in like your garage because it'll mold. Right. So it, it's a food safety thing. So we put everything in coolers. Um, it's temperature controlled under th- under 42 degrees. Um, and yeah, it, unfortunately, it's not as easy as just throwing syrup in a barrel. But uh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, well, that's, that's that's good to know. I mean, and then when you think about it, it's. When you're put, talking about whiskey, uh, the whiskey, it is about just throwing whiskey in a barrel because you can do it however you want. That alcohol is not going to mold, and you bring up a good point. It's like, and when you think about, you know, uh, how much sap went into oh, making that incredible. 53 yeah. gallons, <laughs> and then you, and then if it molds, you lose the whole thing. So I understand that you don't even leave it to, you have to make sure the environment does not produce that at all because, you know, like you said, it's a food safety thing, but it's also a, a profit loss margin <laughs> kind of thing. You lose a 53 gallon barrel of syrup and you look at this and the bottle that you put out and how much you could charge per bottle because it's, it's the the price of bourbon bourbon ba- barrel aged syrup is proportionally uh, priced properly, because we all know what just regular pure maple syrup tastes like, and we all love that, mm-hmm. and we all know what that is. But now you throw in a what what is you said eight nine to twelve months uh, in the barrel, mm-hmm. and you yeah that's the place where you probably shouldn't screw up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Our our inventory is kind of overwhelming to a point because it's like. You know, if we have to buy syrup from another farmer, um, we have to sit on it for almost a year by the time we sell it to the end consumer. You know, we handle it three or four times and there's loss every step. So like if if we put 53 gallons into a barrel, you know, we might have three or four gallons of loss just because the barrel soaks it up. We dump some on the floor, you know, it breaks my heart every time I do that. But there's just, there's just things that you just lose volume over over time so so do you sell your barrels back to the distilleries 
Yeah, so we do. Um, we have a bunch of dis- we have a bunch of distilleries and breweries around the country. Um, I'm actually shipping six out this week. I forget where they're going. Somewhere in Oklahoma, I believe. And a lot of them do a maple finished bourbon or a maple ale, maple bourbon ale. I guess mm-hmm. there's one uh, in in Youngstown called Biker Brewhouse. They do a lot of darker beer, and it's really really good. That's, 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 yeah, it's, um, maximizing everything profit as much as you possibly Mm -hmm. can. There's no doubt about it because, uh, I know that Lisa Roper Wicker from Widow Jane, no longer from Widow Jane, but she put out the decadence, which was basically, uh, she aged her bourbon in a maple syrup barrel. And you, you gotta know that, um, I, I, I've talked to distillers before and a lot of times when they're, um, they like to have the barrel dry you know it's already been like if it's a wine barrel or whatever because then that as the whiskey soaks back in it picks up and it's just an accent flavor opposed to getting a wet barrel with you know a gallon of wine in it and then when you put the as a distiller when you put your whiskey in there you know now you're doing a flavored whiskey not a finished whiskey but you know that's Mm -hmm. all up to the the people who are putting in there but i just the amount of maple syrup that has to be actually sucked into <laughs> to the, the the barrel, and then it's it, it, I can't imagine it. it's got to be pretty sticky in there when you ship those barrels oh, off. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, for sure. They uh, we, it, some of them leak all over, and like if I dump a barrel on like a Monday and then put it in the corner of the barn or something, and then wait till Friday, if I try dumping it again, there'll probably be a half a gallon that'll come out. It just oozes from sure. the staves. It's like I don't know. I've tried taking a couple barrels apart and making furniture out of them just in my spare time, you know, and it is so sticky. Like the barrel, you cannot pressure wash that maple syrup out of that wood. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's infused. Yeah. It is, for sure. Now for you sure. could have someone just drop in staves, right? Instead of like using the whole barrel. You could, it'd be a sticky proposition, yeah, you, but. You, you could, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, dear, sure. this is your turn. Let's, My let's, turn. Let's, I get to do the, uh, the sample. The so, of the... so we are going to do uh, a podcast coming up real soon. This is the, the start because it will probably be in the next couple Sundays of uh, different maple be- different maple syrups. We've, we've obtained them from different distilleries, you know, all the different distilleries. And we're definitely want to just see, you know, we're not going to be rating them to say which, no. but we want to see if there's how big of a difference it is, whether, you know, because some of the distilleries um, use their own barrels. So does it matter? We're just going to get into the essence of does it matter what barrels you are using? You know, that, you know, all of them are cast strength. There's no way to get around that. But at the yeah. same time, you know, you know, different different bourbons have different flavors. So does mm-hmm. it make the the syrup go off different? So well, I first tasted uh, Kevin's syrup at the 2021 Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Uh, he had a, a a booth there, and I went around, and I love maple syrup. Um, and I, and my favorite as a kid was maple syrup candy, which you know it's probably why I'm a mouthful of cavities. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and I brought it home, and I was like, this is outstanding flavor in this syrup. You can actually taste the bourbon. And, you know, since we purchased a lot of different uh, bourbon-aged syrups, um, some have just, like, a much richer bourbon flavor than others, and I would have to say that 
this is one of them. So this is would be excellent to use in your cocktails too, because it's mm-hmm. I want to say less on that gaggy, sugary, sweet side and more on that rich maple bourbon infused flavor side. So yeah, for sure. It's uh, I think it took us probably four or five years to really figure out our kind of unique aging process. Um, I think it's a lot different than what other people do. Um, some people do actually just add bourbon to the mm-hmm. barrel. Um, and you can tell yeah. when somebody dumps bourbon into a barrel of maple syrup, it has a different flavor to it. It's not bad or anything like that no. by any means. It's just It's just different. Ours is pure maple syrup aged in a barrel and... You know, our, our unique method, I think, it stands out. It's not for everybody. Um, we'll be the first to admit that. Some people it's too strong for. Um, but if you're if you're a whiskey connoisseur or anything like that, it it, it definitely hits a little different. For it sure. does. You can really taste the bourbon. <laughs> I would say. And this maple syrup. So. I would say that I haven't had regular maple syrup in about two years. Um. Because why would I? <laughs> yeah, right? it's, just, exactly. it's just, you know. Uh, but. So let's get into a little bit as far as uh, the is there uh, OHLQ involved with this at all? I mean, I understand there's not a lot and it's finished, but it's also has a certain amount of alcohol in it. Or it, do you do a process that minimizes it? Yeah, so actually there is no alcohol in that. Okay. Um, so al- alcohol, I think, evaporates at 154 to 158 degrees. Mm-hmm. So when we bottle our syrup, we actually bring it up to a boil and we bottle it at 180. Okay. So it'll, it'll boil 212 or 219 technically for, for maple syrup. Um, so all that alcohol, any residual alcohol will, will just evaporate off. Um, I don't think there's anything that much in there to begin with. Mm -hmm. I've never had it tested prior to boiling it off, but, um, yeah, there's no alcohol in it. So, so Ohio liquor can't sell it in their liquor stores. Um, I was approached by them for that, being that it's not an alcoholic, you know, product. They don't sell it in their liquor stores, but they did do a cover story on us. They came out last year and did a mini, like a mini movie commercial for us. Um, that's on their website as well. And uh, they were great with that. It was a pretty cool experience. Awesome. So did you ever think of what, I mean, what would that cost you? To, to actually add bourbon <laughs> to your a couple some of your syrup, then you could sell it through there. But that that would be a whole different can of worms, I imagine. Yeah, that would be. I think anything above half a percent is you need is a controlled substance, right? I think you would need your TTB permits for that. Um, I don't think you could sell you know eighteen percent like a like a heavy wine or something. Like if you infuse some bourbon and syrup together. Um, it would be a control by the by the state at that point. So, so where you could can... probably do it for a little while until you get caught, right? But yeah, I wouldn't. I would never. I wouldn't try that that route. So, um, yeah, something for the future maybe. So tell everybody listening and watching on Facebook Live because the questions are constantly: Where can I get this syrup? So you can get the syrup um, at many local distilleries, depending on where you're at in the country. I know. New Riff carries it. It's on their shelves all the time. Um, there's a few other ones in Kentucky, uh, Treaty Oak in Texas. But the best place to get it is SeldomSeenMaple.com. That's our website. Um, everything comes direct to us. And when you when you go on SeldomSeenMaple.com, 
you're supporting our family farm. So there's no no distribution. There's no middleman. It's just you're buying straight from us. That's the best way. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and it was very. Your website is very easy. You go there. It's very specific. You, if I, I was uh, working it. It does exactly what it needs to do, right? Yeah, that's that's we. My wife and I debated a long time about like a big fancy website with all these pictures and pages and stuff. People, I don't think people want to read too much about us. There's a little paragraph about us, and that's about it. I mean, you know that we're real people. We're not like this some corporation. There's pictures of us, and then there's a place to buy it, and it's as simple as that. And you could pay online with credit card or anything. You can ship to other people. You know, we could do Christmas presents or holiday gifts or whatever you guys want. We could ship to other other people. So mm-hmm. we yeah. make it super easy. We're trying to at least. <laughs> so but before this, I mean, you talked about that you didn't purchase the land but to start making syrup. But what did you do before you did this? So before this, um, I actually... I started out of high school being a carpenter, um, and then I was in construction my whole life. I actually went to school for civil engineering and construction management. Um, owned my own company for a little bit with another guy. We were partners, and then I worked at a uh, county engineer's office uh, for almost 12 years, about 11 and a half years. And I quit that job about a year and a half ago to do this maple full time. So I was... I had the government job for a while, uh, almost at 12 years, and it was great. Um, but I figured, you know what, if I don't ever try this maple thing, it's never going to happen now. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to be like 85 years old and wondered if that would ever work. So I could always go get another job if I need to, but this is paying the bills for now and we're growing. So it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's well, definitely fun. It's definitely like, like uh, you know, you the syrup is delicious. Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, when you, you, I initially thought maybe we had a little leftover from the last time, no. but we that that went fast. <laughs> my wife, and, that went quick. <laughs> and so when when it when it showed up, I was uh, excited, and then you know he you said, s- "Hey, this is that same syrup," and I said, "I said, oh yes, it is. We know how good that was. It didn't last very long." <laughs> so yeah, I mean. That that is something. You save it for special occasions, right? Especially, yeah. Ice cream. You gotta get. You gotta put on ice Aww. cream. I don't know if you tried that on vanilla ice cream. That's dangerous. That's it is. That's all the chocolate ice cream. Chocolate, yeah. If that's your type. <laughs> for me, I, yeah. I like it on vanilla. Yeah, but uh, any type of chocolate or any type of ice cream, we actually put it on like a variety of things. We've done candied bacon. We've done. Oh, we've yeah. used it as like a glaze on ham. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, you can cook with with it in any way. It's just mm-hmm. a sugar replacement, and mm-hmm. it really adds like a lot to it. I put some in my coffee once. So would really good. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I I oh, like yeah. to put it in an old fashioned. There you <laughs> yep. go. Just add that. That just adds that little bit. You're you're. It's almost like because it's got a little bit of the bourbon taste still. You're not just like adding sugar to it. You know. Right. You're adding. Mm-hmm. You're adding. You know. I don't know, uh, enhancement instead of, uh, you know, an extra ingredient. So that's why yeah, I like to do that. sweetens it up for sure, for sure. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we also have a, uh, a barbecue sauce that uses our bourbon aged syrup in it. And and that was, that's been a huge game changer. This past year we came out with that. That's our own, our own original recipe. Um, oh, we'll have to try we're, that. 
we were drinking drinking one night. We're like, let's make a barbecue sauce. So we threw a <laughs> yeah. bunch of bourbon syrup in there, and it turned out really, really well. And mm-hmm. and we have that available on our website too. We call it Rick House Reserve is like a separate brand of ours where we we age different products. You know, we have a, a barrel aged coffee that we do. We do the the, the barbecue sauce. And we've got a couple other things in the pipeline too. So. Oh, great. Well, we do a lot of smoking in the summer, so I guess we're going to have to oh, get yeah. some barbecue sauce. For- yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that on the website. And it makes sense, you know, because you already got the bottling line set up and you already, you, everything, the labeling and all that. So that just made sense that you, if you could, you know, I suppose. Um, so what's the difference? Do you use the, you're obviously using a separate system for cooking it and making it and, Right. As opposed to it just doesn't fit right into the syrup aspect, does it? No, no, it's it's different equipment, um, a different process and everything. Um, but we're like we're really good at putting things in the bottles, so and kind of exploring new routes to to, to sell more syrup. So um, when we can create another good product that uses our original product, um, you know, we figured why not branch out into that. Um, our focus is still on the bourbon barrel aged syrup, but um, the barbecue sauce and other things like that, it's just a, just an add on and, and diversifies our product a little bit more. So, All right. You need to make some maple syrup candy for me then. Yeah, we definitely we will have that at the, uh, the open house in March for sure. <laughs> Since that's my favorite. <laughs> definitely. So go into when in the, what are the exact dates of the open house? So we can the open house is uh, March 4th and 5th and 11th and 12th, um, I believe, or 10th and 11th, whatever the first and second weekend in our, our March. Um, yeah, the fourth we'll have and pancake, fourth and yeah, fourth and fifth, and then we'll have pancake breakfast on the fourth and the 11th, I believe, the Saturdays only. So those will be in the morning. They'll kind of kick off the maple tour. Um, there's 47 different sugar houses around the state of Ohio on this tour. So like. You can see all the different products that people make. You can see different processes because every sugar house is different. You know, everybody's method and and everything like that is is different. It's just kind of like distilleries. You know, you see they're not all the same. You know, you, you get you get to learn something new at every distillery you go to, or every every bourbon tastes different. Well, if you go to fifty different sugar houses, you're going to get fifty different flavors of maple syrup and fifty different processes and how to do it. So. It's kind of cool. That's incredible. Yeah, definitely. That's something, like you mentioned, the difference between the mm-hmm. distilleries. Everybody has their their thing, you know, that they've come mm-hmm. up with that they're trying, you know. And then, yeah, like you said, now I don't know how many people open up their syrup-making business uh, for the general public to stop by. And, I mean, do you have, like, a gift shop up there? If you come up there you're where you sell all your... Uh, wares or is it just yeah we don't have like an open gift shop all the time during maple season we're always open and then around the holidays we're always open um but if you just drive in in the middle of july we're probably not going to be here because it is our home um it's always wise to call first um running a brick and mortar store kind of eight hours a day isn't really up our path well, um, we're not busy. We're not busy enough for that. Like during the off season, I guess you would call it. But mm-hmm. but during the season, yeah, we're always here. We're always open, and 
And yeah, we'll, we, we make it happen for people. It's always wise to call first, like I said. The kids though. aren't old enough yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. You maybe, might, maybe when they're 16, 17, 18, you know, you can be open all year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think I'd trust my uh, four and nine-year-old. That, to, uh, no, I wouldn't. Although, <laughs> although my nine-year-old, he's pretty resilient. He can figure out a lot of stuff, and he can, that little bugger, he can sell some maple syrup. I, I take him to shows with me, and he can sell some maple syrup. Yeah, it's they have to no inhibitions, <laughs> right? No fear, no inhibitions. Just yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't care. He'll talk to anybody about mm-hmm. anything and then sell him a bottle of maple syrup in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. I don't know where he gets it from. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you have any more questions? No, I was just making short work of my pancake because I was hungry mm-hmm. and it was delicious. So. <laughs> yeah, I think you gave your critique. Um, it's delicious. There's no doubt about it. I, oh, you know, very flavorful. You. Not you know the rich maple flavors plus that bourbon flavor and um, plus your um the thickness, the viscosity of it. Uh, it's nice. not yeah. as you know. You could get into some pure maple syrup where they have it so they have it watered to the point where you're. It's almost like you're pouring water. This has. Definitely, it sticks to your pancake. Yeah. Right, right. It just yeah. doesn't run off like water, but mm-hmm. it's not thick like uh, corn syrup. You know, syrup. Uh, no, maple Which is syrup. Gross. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We do we do that on purpose. It kind of like it it hits your tongue a little different, and it it lands on your flavor buds a little bit longer. So we do make it a little bit thicker on purpose. Um, we do actually lose technically we lose money doing that because. Yeah. You know, we, we could have more volume if we didn't cook it as much. Um, but I think that's one of the things that were like our flavor stands out. Um, it, it helps, I guess, in the long run. It's something I like. So that's what we do. <laughs> well, it's a balance, I guess. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would describe it to people. So, you know, sometimes the syrup is so watery that it's better in like a little container next to your plate. And then you dip your pancakes in it. Whereas yep. this one you can pour on your pancakes and then mop it up with the pancake without it dripping all over yourself. <laughs> dripping all over, yeah, exactly. On the way exactly. up to your mouth, right? <laughs> I was exactly, ready for that exactly. one. scare the crap out oh, of me. I, I was watching your hands and I'm like, know, she's going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> We're not yeah, used and I to, would encourage. Not used to. I having. would encourage people too to, uh, to to try a few different brands and everything. You know, a lot of people have said, "Oh, I've had that before. We don't like it," but the the you might not have liked that brand or you might have not have liked our brand too. Like I would encourage go out and try somebody else's bourbon barrel aged syrup because you might like theirs more than you like ours or, or vice versa. Um, be open about it. It's just like bourbons. You, you know, you, you might find a bourbon that you absolutely can't stand and one that you just absolutely love. So you do have to go out and try them all and, and support everybody in that. So. Yeah. Now that we have, you know, 10 plus different syrups or have had them coming and going here, it's quite, you know, it's not shocking, but you're like, wow, these taste really different. Like it is, it is it's, they're not just all, you know, like that artificially bourbon flavored taste. They have mm-hmm. very distinct, different um, taste profiles. So it's kind of fun, you know, especially if you're, sure. you know, so the bourbon drinker. Did we cover where you get your bourbon barrels? Yes, we said, he said all over. All over. Kentucky. So it's all different places. That's where mm-hmm. you're, you're pulling. It's so from a marketing standpoint, have you been with any distilleries where you'd be like, you'd like 
promoted as that particular? Yeah, so some distilleries we do, we co-brand, um, we custom age and co-brand it for them. So like on the barrel that, or on the bottle that you guys have, we have two barrels on the front of it. Um, that's That would be considered our brand. So it would be a mixture of everybody's that, um, it's, a, it's just a mixture of barrels. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we'll pull those barrels out of that logo and actually put like new rift distilling on there. So if we put new rifts logo on there, that's from their barrels only. Okay. Nice. And then we we do it for a bunch of different distilleries, you know, Pine Bluffs in um, Wyoming, Pine Bluffs, Wyoming. I don't know if you've ever had their juice or not, but that's pretty good stuff. Treaty Oak, we do that for Mystic Distillery in North Carolina. There's a bunch of them. Um, and some of them do just buy our brand as well. So they sell it without the co-branded label because mm-hmm. it does cost just a tiny bit, tiny yeah, bit cheaper. more. So mm-hmm. sure. it is, yeah. It's, it's, it's easy. It's easier for us, at least. You know, we don't have to inventory certain barrels from certain distilleries and, and, and it makes our life easier. But um, we totally understand that story that, that these distilleries want. And, and then we send the barrel back to them and they make that maple finished bourbon. So, so I imagine like if you're, if you're doing the sponsorship and it's going to go to them, they're just set. That's probably... Like you said, it's a little bit more, but it's probably a little bit less on the on some of the stuff because they're just sending the barrels up to you, and then you're going to send them back. So it's probably not like having to go out and buy the barrels from a dis- the distilleries so that you can make your own, right? There's a little yeah, less cost. yeah, yeah. There's the barrels are pretty much free. They they I guess loan them to us as long as they get them back. But you know the shipping is the worst part. That adds a little bit to it. Yeah. But I can't, you know, the, sh- heavy. the shipping is terrible. And right now it's just, it's, it's crazy with, with everything, with the economy, but it is what it is on that end. Do you have any um, restaurants buying the barrel from you? And then they're just basically thiefing the syrup out of the barrel and putting it in. So at the restaurant, that would be cool. Yeah. That would, that's a good idea. Hey, you just gave him a new idea. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just like, like they, they push around a little five gallon barrel or something yeah, on a yeah, cart small, and just, yeah, small and just serve it right there. Put it in. That would it. actually be like super cool to go to our that, a That's a good idea. I might have to uh, and, might have to think about that. That's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and have them thief it out right <laughs> there. Well, they do that with, um, you know, the old fashions. They put it in a bourbon barrel and then they age it. Mm-hmm. And, and thief it right out. For but, uh, you know, at Watershed, you just thief right out of that. He thieves the old fashioned right for you. Like if you want a barrel aged old fashioned, he just sticks the thief in and pulls it out. It's been in there and that's what they do. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a cool thing. Mm-hmm. That is a cool thing. Yeah, Watershed's a cool distillery for that. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of their barrels come through here, and, and they have some. They have some good products. They have good barrels, real, real nice. They're almost like furniture grade barrels for some reason. I don't know. I forget where they get them from, but they are beautiful, beautiful barrels. <laughs> yeah, they go out of the. It's actually the Canton. I believe the Canton Barrel Company, which used to be in Canton, Ohio, but then moved to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I know, yeah, I know there's of, one down in central Ohio somewhere too. I thought they were using them for a while. I can't remember their name, but, but they make nice barrels as well. You're yeah, you're actually right. It's a cooperage out of Ohio. I know that um, middle West does that and you and them also. Mm-hmm. So, yep, for sure. Awesome. <clears throat> All right. Um, well, once again, why don't you give yourself a little pitch for everybody? So, and then we'll, we'll finish up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know. I don't know if any more questions have come in about our products, but you can get our products at seldomseenmaple.com. Um, that's seldomseenmaple.com, one word. 
and we can ship direct to you, direct to anybody else of your choosing. You can pay online with your credit card. Or if you're in Ohio, come to the Maple Tours. Uh, the first two weekends in March, we'll be open making syrup, and you can see our operation and check it out. Awesome. That sounds like something fun to do in the to break up the monotony of the winter, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's getting into that cabin fever type of season when yes. everybody's just looking for something to do, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's that's awesome. I think uh, you covered it. I am uh, way more educated on the production of maple syrup. Yeah. That's for sure. Had no idea awesome. that nature sent out alarms, but it, but but she does, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're right, right. Yeah. You got you got to help her out a little bit, but uh, yeah, she does. So, anyways, uh, I, there's nothing left on our plate, so you know no. we we that's a first. I'm lick it. This once, is a first having this. breakfast on a podcast. <laughs> we've we've uh, we've done a couple early morning ones, but that's usually um, a social dysfunction because we're drinking. So yes. <laughs> yeah, yep. so we haven't yep. been. We're just uh, having breakfast. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Kevin, for coming on and giving us a little bit of My your pleasure. time and yeah. hopefully we could get up there and probably be the second weekend in March because I know the first weekend I'm going to Galena for a whiskey festival. Yeah, but the I'm second for oh, one, nice. so. but yeah. I'm I'm willing I'm I'm going all over if I and either I take her or I don't. <laughs> it's just, yeah, for they, sure. But for usually sure. things work out, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. so I catch babies for a living, so you know, they don't care what the schedule is. Yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'd love to have you guys and show you around and everything. So we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks. Yeah. And th- thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, www.scotchybourbonboys.com. Uh, check us out. And then also remember Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, make sure that you listen, like, comment, and uh, subscribe mm-hmm. and also we are an all major podcast format so when you're there leaving good feedback always helps out we appreciate it, it so uh so remember i usually i gotta adjust my my thing remember good bourbon syrup <laughs> equals good friends good times <laughs> good breakfasts and go out there and live your life dangerously. <laughs> so, and, you know, having bourbon syrup in the morning and, and so, maybe something in your coffee. You yeah. know, it's like, that's living life dangerously, right? Yeah. Or vicariously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, little steve going to take us out. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. For if we don't find the next whiskey bar, I tell you we must die. I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you I tell you we must die Hey, Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans This is Alan Bishop, Indiana's Alchemist of the Black Forest So I'm tuning in here today to tell you all about the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute channel on YouTube 
If you're at all interested in the art of distilling, whether it be home distilling or professional distilling, and the intense geekery that goes into that process, then check out the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute on YouTube. I promise you're going to learn something you didn't know before about the arts. <laughs>